You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, what a privilege to spend a few minutes with you today pursuing God together. This week, we're applying some words from James chapter 1 on a very timely subject matter, anger. None of us can say, I don't have any problems with anger, because to one degree or another, all of us do. Some of you have alienated your kids, and when they look at you, they're, they're afraid, and it's wounding their soul. It may cost you your relationship with them someday. Some of you maybe have just embarrassed yourself because of ways you've mishandled anger at work, or maybe it's around friends, and people don't want to be around you because you're just angry all the time. Some of you maybe are in a marriage, but it's cold, and, and there hasn't been any kind of closeness or intimacy for for months, but what's really going on deep down is there's anger. Some of you are so angry at politicians, at the news media, people on the other side of the political aisle, at government, angry on social media, that it's destroying your witness and you're, you're losing your influence as a follower of Jesus because you're just angry all the time. What do we do with the anger that we feel? What steps can we take before we Throw a tantrum, flip a finger, raise a fist, slam a frying pan. James 1.19 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Friends, those 14 little words can transform your life, your marriage, your family. James says, first, everyone should be quick to listen. In other words, one of the great remedies for anger is delay. Before you speak, before you react, take time to reflect. Don't respond impulsively, but think it through first. Proverbs 29, 11 says, Stupid people express their anger openly, but sensible people are patient and hold it back. That's saying, if you want to be wise, chill out. Wait before you react. The longer you withhold your temper, the more it improves. And that's why people say, take a deep breath and count to 10. And some of you say, Gene, that sounds great, but I just can't do it. I mean, when I get upset, I just blow and I can't control it. Yes, you can. Anger is a choice. Sometimes we just don't want to control it. Have you ever been in an argument with someone, maybe in your family, while you're working from home this past year and it's hot and blood pressure is up and volume levels are high and emotions are at the boiling point? You've been yelling and screaming and all of a sudden your boss calls and you answer the phone and go, hello. It's instant change. You see, anger is kind of like, it's like a smoke detector going on in your house. It's a good thing to have. And when it goes off, it's a signal that something's wrong. On the surface, it's telling you there's a smoke problem, which is just your secondary problem. The primary problem is you have a fire. The purpose of the smoke detector is to tell us something's wrong. That's why anger is often called the second emotion. Anger exists to tell us that something is wrong and needs our attention. Now, there are three primary emotions that lead us to get angry, just as there are three primary colors, red, yellow, blue, Uh, just as there are three tools for an architect, line, angle, curve. There are three primary things that are at the root of our anger. They are hurt, frustration, or fear. And when we can't handle our primary emotion of hurt, frustration, or fear, we flip over to anger, which is our second emotion. Let me give you a couple scenarios and see if you can identify what's at the root of the anger here. Let's say you're running late for church. You were ready on time, but the person you come with is just always running late, and so you're running late. 
and you drive to church just as fast as you can. You run through a couple of red lights. After they turned red, you're rushing to get there for a message on anger management. You pull into the parking lot. You see one space open. And as you start to drive in, someone in a little red sports car scoots right out in front of you and into the spot. And you wrestle with what is the appropriate gesture in a church parking lot right now? Now, what's the emotion that you feel? Hurt, frustration, or fear? It's frustration, right? You're angry because you're frustrated. Let's say you slam on your brakes behind them, jump out of your car, stomp to the driver's door, knock on the window, and look on you know, their face like you're the girl from The Exorcist or something. What emotion is the driver in that little red sports car feeling right now? Fear. <laughs> Fear that you might hurt them. Friends, James says we can minimize so much anger if we'll be quick to listen. It's, it's reflect before you react. Has anyone ever left a relationship in anger because they were truly listened to? We leave and get angry when we feel that we're cut off, misunderstood, or manipulated. What would our relationships look like if we were quick to listen, if we sought to understand the situation and what's underneath the hurt, frustration, or fear before we sought to be understood. God, that's my prayer today, that in every encounter, if we find ourselves angering up a little, that we'll do a little analysis and ask, is this being driven by fear, hurt, or frustration? Help us to seek to understand before we seek to be understood. Help us to be good listeners, to reflect before we react. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're going to take this even a little deeper tomorrow. Hope you can join us then.